So you're about to be listening to the sultry, tender voices of Team Cobb, as we've been known for a while, which consists of me, Kevin Cornelio, and... Hey boy, Rob Hardison. Welcome to the journey with us. It might be a bumpy ride, but I promise we'll get you there smoothly in the end. Don't listen to this dude, we good. <laughs> so settle in, sit back and relax, and enjoy the show. How would you define magic? Did you know I started a podcast? <laughs> um, that's funny. So magic would be... Uh... Magic that is anything that has an impact that is sufficiently outside of your, your realm of understanding. That's how we perceive magic anyway. It's, it's that thing of, uh, that's just outside of our understanding that we have no other mechanism of describing it mm. other than saying it's magic. It's just our efforts to describe something that we don't know the internal mechanisms of. Okay. So the, you're kind of talking to the process of magic or where it's aiming towards, I feel like? Well, I, I'm, I'm speaking as somebody who's, who's you know, somewhat of an amateur magician myself. Like I, I study the, the concept and, and, mm. and, and, and appreciate it. Okay. So, I forgot who it was. It was um. So I forgot who it was who, who made this uh, who who quote who said this quote. But uh, anything that's sufficiently uh, more advanced, sufficiently advanced, would seem like magic to us. Like so beyond any what science can explain. Exactly. Current. So like, in in medieval times, a, a cell phone seems would seem like witchcraft or magic. Because mm-hmm. it's so far out of their understanding of, yeah. of the realm of understanding that they perceive it as magic. But really, we know nowadays, because of you know, the, 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 the magic of time and, and, and conditioning, where we're, we're conditioned to understand those things as just our norm. Mm-hmm. But, through t- uh, oh, but we got that way over time. It was a process that got us there, where <clears throat> without that process, it would still seem like magic. Like that's why kids are so fascinated by 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 technology. They see technology, they they're immediately mm-hmm. like fixated on it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It triggers that uh, what I refer to as the bullshit response. Yeah. So what like, is this, this new thing real. in my world? Can't be real. Yeah. It's like kind of too good to be true in a way. To me, that's what I might define as magic. Something that seems or feels too good to be true. Yeah, I mean that's 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 another way to definitely another way to say it. It's it's, it's something that that you don't. It's it's hard to believe. It's hard to conceptualize. So it's like that's that's the category our brain uses for mm-hmm. outside of our my understanding. Well, that's one of the categories. Another is like that's you also have that same category in in a, in a negative way, which is like fear. Like yeah, fear is like the, there's an acronym I like for it. It's false evidence appearing real. Yeah, I like that one. Where um. That fear response is also like you can have that. It's also that same mechanism of I don't know what's going on here, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the bullshit response is not discriminate. Just exactly. response is what you do with it. It becomes fear. It becomes love. It becomes hate. It becomes bewilderment. Giddiness. Bewilderment. That's a good word. It becomes uh, perhaps sometimes. Well, that's more of a, a measured thing. I'm, when I use it, it's more measured like 
perhaps I use it to, like the word, the idea perhaps, I use it to sometimes escape the frame of, of, and speak about another one. Um, sometimes I use it to uh, say that both both avenues deserve their own merit, have their own merit, but um, you know, let's speak about another idea that's parallel but not the same as those. Sometimes, sometimes I use it to say that I don't quite know, but I, it seems like that deserves some more thought. So I'll say perhaps. Hmm. Kind of sounds like you're considering an impasse of sorts. Yeah. And maybe deciding which road to walk or yeah, considering like, options. It's, it's, it's a way to, it's a way to, to, to ex, it's a way to acknowledge that there's, like you said, there's an impasse here, but we can still go forward if we allow that, if we, if we allow, only allow ourselves to kind of say, let's still explore, let's, let's, let's get to that impasse, right? And there's two options, yes or no. If, if those are the two options, we can say, we can kind of explore both or explore one. We can still move on if, you know, just if we allow one to be true. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Because putting it back in the context of what we're talking about with when you get to those moments of triggering that, you know, engagement with something, there's always consideration there of where do you go with it? You know, is it the more positive feeling response of you're intrigued or you're excited or you're curious and you're going to venture more into it out of that instinct or is it more fear-based and you're going to choose to avoid walk away look in a different direction so <laughs> you took it in a different approach than i would have like I, like my approach would be less of like the way it feels and more of like is this true or is this false like more of like like literally a logical like mm -hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with logic gates but like or or just um <laughs> yeah makes sense or just like flow charts logic flow charts where this path is this path is is like from a binary perspective on or off yes or no true false like is it true or is it false you know and then you, you follow the path based on, on that determination but i suppose you can you can still map that 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 logic to to some type of emotional response like that i have a positive where you map that to being a, a on and or negative you map that to being off Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. There's this thing in um, computing called fuzzy logic where you can make a computer like embody a whole host of, of, of different things than, than just the normal on or off that which we presume that's the thing. Mm. What you do is you say, here, let's do it. Like normally in computing, computers understand either a zero or a one. That's the, yeah, and that binary. is the case. But, um, what you can do is you can say anything above one is a one. Anything below one, including decimals, is a zero. That's called fuzzy logic, mm -hmm. where you map a multitude of, of an array of, 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 of variables. You're kind of like giving computers one. a gray area? You're giving them nuance, yeah. That's interesting. So what, what's a function of that? Oh, that, there's a lot of... there's there's. You, Oh man, that that's that, that's basically how computers are. That, that that's how they simulate intelligence. They're not very they're not very smart at all. Literally, mm -hmm. it's just the processing of zeros and ones, zeros and ones, and zeros and ones. And then you, what you can do is you can encode that. You can encode a bunch of things into those zeros and ones. But it takes a human that has actual intelligence to encode 
that mm-hmm. fuzzy logic into that into the zeros and ones. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I can see where you're coming from because literally speaking, it's artificial intelligence. So that has to come from some natural source. Yeah. The natural source being the mind that created it or recreated it, whatever the case is. So when, I mean, tying back into the concept of magic, I mean, computers were, and they to appear- a certain extent, in some facets could still appear to be magic. Definitely. There's a lot of people are intimidated by computings, computers because they feel like they're just so far out of their understanding but mm-hmm. honestly they're not they just do it so fast right it's speed it's exactly it's and really the mechanism of speed which is time is is a fascinating thing to us humans it's it's mm-hmm. it's but um it's what not do you think so... about the statement sorry to interject here but what do you think about the statement as you're talking about time as it relates to this that time is the true maybe source or driving force behind what we call magic or our perception of magic i should say it felt ties to time more than anything. Well, time is a definitely manipulating perception of time because time mm-hmm. is really just a, well mechanism, um, a mechanism of, of human perception. Like other other creatures don't imagine time the way we do. Like we, our imagination makes us create time. Um, it's a uniquely human thing. Like it. We don't really know if time exists outside of our own mind. Let's put it that way. And it's a useful mechanism for us to organize our thoughts and organize our minds. But does it exist outside of that? It's interesting when you say that. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. But when you say um, other animals don't imagine time. I mean, speak to where you learned that from. Like, how do you know that information I being a human only have the perspective of human I know what I think of this time so how do we have the perspective of other animals in that sense well a lot of it is through observation and through through the mechanism of of of, under, of, of, of paying attention to what behavior is, is there like so us humans, we understand time and we understand the future, so we prepare for um, for things in the future. Mm-hmm. Like we'll we'll forego uh, pleasure to save to to have pleasure later, right? Like delayed gratification. Yes, other animals don't don't do that. They don't store foods because they get it when they can because that's mm-hmm. that's their perception of time. At least um, they may have a perception of of of. They don't really have a perception of time like we do. They, they respond to things based More on instinctively. Their, in, based on their instinct. Yes, mm-hmm. the animal instinct that we all refer to. Yes, and or that they still, do at least. We have our our we're built off of that, but we have our, our More prefrontal cortex. I think it is the the more the basically the most recent part of our brain's development. Um, where it allows us to imagine things it allows mm-hmm. us to intellectualize mm-hmm. and um, like other animals don't quite have that there are there's I guess evidence um, and I'm not sure to what degree like dolphins for, for example are another animal that's considered to have an intelligence um, yeah oh, this, this, it made me think of the idea I want to go to next but in regard to mm-hmm. are we actually intelligent we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> Before we go there, I have a comment on dolphins, um, which might feed into this, because one of my favorite uh, works 
that I've ever read is, as I've mentioned to you, I think, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah. which is a compendium of, I think it's five or six. Um, that being said, part of the, among the many, many um, nuanced jokes and themes that are, are very entertaining in there, one of them is the, the hierarchy that Douglas Adams, the author, sets up of intelligence in the universe. Um, or at least uh, in this context as it portrays to Earth. So um, he basically sets a ranking of the most intelligent beings on Earth uh, with humans falling third on the scale. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, closely behind dolphins, number two. And of course, as we know, number one, I mean, you could probably fill in the blank here, mice. Oh, clearly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so, like so, I mean, we all need that one. <laughs> But, yeah, it just made me think of that when you said dolphins. Yeah, they're, they're slightly ahead of humans in terms of intelligence. Yeah, we go by that scale. But, like, see, that's the thing. We, we, we claim that we're the most intelligent creatures, but mm-hmm. that's based off our scale, which, right. which we, don't, we don't have anything to, to compare to. So, like, of course we put ourselves at the top. But, like, mm-hmm. if, if um, in comics there's the character Brainiac, who's, mm-hmm. who's I think, is a 12th order level intelligence. But the idea there is that most humans fall into the category of being like eight order, in, in that in that scale. Interesting. But the scale, but basically, I say that to say this: that there's a scale out. We should have, we should create a scale that's outside of our own um, pathology. Like we created a scale because it's like a lot of things we do. We 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 set ourselves up as being, as being the the, the idea the dominant. Yeah. Which is somewhat the food chain, the social hierarchy, whatever it is. Which sometimes is, is, is against our own best interests. Like if you set Certainly yourself up be. to being as you are right now, as being the ideal, that means you don't you, you don't work to yeah exactly where you do you have downward. to go? If any, everything else <laughs> is downhill. Exactly. So that makes sense, and it's interesting when you say that uh, we should consider something outside of our own psychology there, whatever word you use to refer to. Um, just stepping outside of ourselves to get a different perspective, how would we set up that scale? How would we get out of outside of our own minds and the way we set it up to do that? You know? It's it's very difficult. Like it, it's it's not an easy thing, but like you you kind of have to practice it. Like and and you kind of have to practice it and then observe your own thought. Like you you, you and that's kind of I mean that's the mechanism I use. Like I, I I practice observing my own thought a lot. Like where I I think and or my own interactions where so observing it how like. Analyzing. How do you, no, okay, so yeah, I know what you mean by observing it, but how do you get your own thought or your own action in a way where you can, I mean, do you videotape it? Do you record it in some fashion? Do you, how do you play it back for yourself to um, analyze it? That's an interesting question. Like, like, my mind kind of does it for me. I don't know how to describe it. Like, and I pay, try to pay attention. Like, like I, I try to slow things down where I'm paying attention to it. Like, like I, I'm, I'm, like, imagining it. Like, Really, I think that's while the it's happening. Not necessarily while it's happening. Okay. There's definitely almost always a delay, but sometimes like I, I'm, I'm just paying attention, and and I guess, um, there's this idea of somatic markers, right? Where mm-hmm. throughout life you you develop these somatic um these events that trigger some type of emotion or thought, mm-hmm. and you can refer back to them. So maybe it's a buildup of that for myself, but um, of those somatic markers that I can then refer to, mm-hmm. and then have a comparison. So I would say that there's a baseline of some sort that I'm referring to, I guess, and then you then having that baseline allows me to develop off of it and and, and, and move in and out of it. Hmm. A baseline 
of of the semantic markers you're referring to? Yeah, so like I pay attention how like kinda how I'm feeling that how I'm feeling in a moment or or what something makes me think of and I try to analyze why or like why would like Is it fair to say you're kinda like bookmarking the page as you notice when you're reading along, you know, I'm obviously drawing a metaphorical context where well, you're going about your business. This makes a lot of sense. And when you get to that page, in terms of your interactions, something piques your interest in a way to say, you know, the somatic marker may be yeah. telling you, you know, let's bookmark this exactly to, to kind of reread or to, to go back over later. Precisely. Like, and, and I've learned to, like, listen to that. Like, mm. to where you pay attention to it and over time you recognize certain good things about certain good things in, in your behavior, certain bad things. You just learn to kind of watch. And, 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 and well, when you say good things or bad things, I, I, I might describe it as I've seen patterns. You just yeah, see I, I, patterns I, develop. I, I, I stand corrected there because I wouldn't want to... I, I don't think we should inject morality there like at all. Mm-hmm. Just observe... It like can't go to that level of then you equate it to something good, something bad, based on, again, your own yeah, subjective but interpretation. First, but morality shouldn't be first. You should just observe the pattern because like sometimes... Sometimes as humans, we, we like if if you see something, if you if you associate something with bad, your your brain immediately blocks it out. So like you mm-hmm. won't look at your bad behaviors yeah. if you if you're seeing them that way. You're, yeah, you're if injecting you conflict them, into them essentially. Yeah, it, and to get back to one of the points you made earlier, you're kind of triggering that bullshit response, as I call it, where you know instead of looking at something, considering the impasse, and then figuring out where to go, you're not even seeing that you're at an impasse. You're just immediately jumping down one of the roads without giving yourself the benefit of considering another alternative. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I think we inject morality where we shouldn't. Like, it just, we just, mm-hmm. ugh, it, seems it, to it be corrupts the, us. The flaw of morality and human nature, if you want to call it that. Yeah, we, we don't have a good relationship with, like, like. I guess I'm, I'm going to say honesty here, but there's there's an idea here, so, so please... You know, bear with me in terms of this analysis, but we don't have a good relationship with being honest and, and looking at things as they are. We look at things through a lens of, of the morality of the day, mm. as opposed to like, what is this thing we're looking at? Could we just could it just be, um, you know, what it is? What it is? Yeah, we don't look at things like that. We look at things. What are, what are, what is my family? We look. What does this mean? What does my family think it means? What is what does it mean to other people? Sometimes we don't look at things just as, as to what they are. We, mm-hmm. we look at it through, through different lenses that our pathology makes for us. Sure. And um, so, so a lot of times it's a detriment. Like where even if even if that's the case, sometimes we should look try to expand our toolbox, if you will, mm-hmm. and look at things through different try, different mechanisms of our own, of our own pathology. But that that's what really gives you the opportunity to have the best orientation in the world like where you not only have one way of looking at something but can look at it another way mm-hmm. and, and, and try to orient the best you can off of that information and just allow yourself new opportunities to look at things as opposed to just if you see it one way in one context sometimes provide a different context for it is it, it, really useful I don't good know if I just went on too much of a tangent there. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a cool note, just taking it in. Because, um, yeah, I think it, it makes me think again about this concept of magic or even illusions, we'll, we'll say, like an optical illusion. Mm. You know, it's 
there are multiple ways to look at everything, really. Yeah. And if you're only seeing one way, maybe you're only choosing to see that one way, but it doesn't mean there aren't other options that you're not considering. Well, that, that's so that that's why I'm so fascinated by magic, especially even after I learned the mechanism of the trick. Mm-hmm. Like, so a lot of people like they, they'll see the trick and then they're like, "Oh, that's not." They're no longer impressed. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the opposite. I'm impressed because it, it opened, like especially when I don't know the mechanism, mm-hmm. but it it expand my worldview mm-hmm. um, by learning that mechanism. Now I know, like the, like now I can see that. Like now I it, it, it's. I see it, and that's really magic in, in my eyes. Huh. Is, is, is that understanding? Expanding, seeing outside of your own perspective, like seeing mm-hmm. outside the box. Getting and inherently, we don't have that ability. So, <laughs> but the way we do it is by by kind of someone standing outside the box and like waving at us furiously until mm-hmm. so maybe we look up, look up, and and see from our periphery. When yeah, when you say you don't have that ability, what ability are you speaking to there? To um, see things objectively outside of our own pathology, like because we start off like you start from where you start, you have your perspective right. from where you start. It's just we don't have that in- in- inherent ability, but I mean, it doesn't mean we shouldn't try to, uh, we shouldn't strive to um, see things objectively, but we don't inherently have that ability. You, you know, you have to kind of. Well, we're limited by our own experience and our own perception. Yeah, and per- yeah, perception. Everything. Exactly. I mean, it's you are only you. You can't learn about. You know someone else's history, unless from the history books or from the historian. So well, to speak, so or... well said. But so th- one of the things that, that I I say, the things that I one of the things that I say is um, uh, science is the crown jewel of humanity of humans of our mm-hmm. species, like mm-hmm. um, in the scientific process, mm-hmm. um, because it allows us to, to see things outside of our own perspective. Like it gives us the mm-hmm. the uh, the opportunity to be objective. It's a tool for us to use to be objective. Mm-hmm. We don't have it inherently, but like. Through the efforts of science and through the efforts of other perspectives, like people, um, things that are like us that have the same software and essentially the same hardware, being um, approaching the same problem, and getting the same results gives us some 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 gravitas to our to, to, to our experience and to our understanding. So that way we can say with confidence, like, hey, I can I can walk outside because you know you you learn from someone else's experience. I call that pretty magical. Or oh, get, you know, romantic. Um, completely agree. Um, although that's where I find the intrigue with science and and let's call it magic, or let's call it even you know not to go into religion, but faith or spirituality. You know, all these components come together in in interesting ways, where when it connects the two sides, that's kind of the moment of magic, as I would call it. So you say when it connects, like for me, I don't I don't see there being a disparity. Like I don't see a disconnect there. I like it's beautiful for me. I, I see them being to perfectly me. entwined, almost like it, 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 they're almost. Uh, and I I know that there is it often a dichotomy, but I'm I'm curious. Why do you why do you see? Where do you see them not being connected to where they need to connect? So to take where they're not connected, I think most of the time, in most cases, our perception is telling us that they're not connected. That's interesting to me. But like from my understanding, and, and I understand my understanding isn't the universal one but from my understanding they are perfectly aligned they um they're not able to be disaligned and, and to the degree that which they are to, to the degree to which they are is, is a perversion in my mind of either of the Fair, religious yeah, text and I would the say, scientific yeah text. i would say that when you say it's a perversion i and I, I think i know what you're speaking to there is it's manipulating 
what we might call objective reality, so to speak. Yeah, it's, it's, someone, not, it's it not serves it serves the purpose of, of of some individual or or group of individuals. Well, I would say in observation, it it serves a lot of purposes for you know just daily stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's, it serves a purpose other than other than it being objectively. Um, it serves it's it's may serve a purpose, but that purpose is not like is 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 a means to an end that is that is it's of substance to only to to the people that are using that mechanism like sure. some people will use um it's it's kind of the idea of politics right where you can use certain things to kind of get your way certain mm-hmm. ideas, like people emotion like sensationalize things to get their way mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily speak to the merit of that thing itself, which right. is our two separate conversations. Right. Which again gets back to you know, can we see things as they are? Just sometimes say, okay, it is what it is. No spin on it, you know, to put it in a political sense. But before we digress too far, <laughs> um, where you know, to the point, we're talking about not digression but congruence, and you pose a question there mm. of, you know, coming from your perspective, things do align very well. So if we're talking about magic and the scientific method so to speak how do those not only connect but for you really represent one and the same well so magic or religion let's go with um you pick whatever comes to mind first well so magic let's let's look at things from a from from like a uh, from the world of like, like like movies and things like that. So okay. in any movie, right, you you have some mechanism of magic. And let's pick a movie. I, I can't really think of one that's quite... Harry Potter? Okay, let's think of Harry Potter. My favorite example of magic. <laughs> Very good. Many people, so, I think, can connect with And that. you can help me out here because I'm not quite as familiar as, as, as you are with yeah, Harry Potter. But um, to delay people... Muggles. To muggles. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You got the jargon down. Good, 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 good. This is a good analogy, then, because you'll be able to help me here. To the muggles, the lay people, they're doing magic. But to them, what they're doing is their, their source of their powers is very well understood. They know what the, you know. They know the the, diff, the various incantations, and they know the reasoning behind it. It's just mm-hmm. to the muggles that they see it as magic because they don't know any better. Right. Like to them, you have it's, to understand the mechanism to perform the quote unquote magic. Yeah. So when you know the mechanism. It's just a process, and that's what science is. It's just an effort to describe the process. It does, it's not saying science doesn't doesn't try to try to be anything. It just it's a mechanism of, of it's a human mechanism really of, of trying to trying to observe something and mm-hmm. just kind of predicting how it will be. It, it takes looks at data and says, based on this data, if this happens again, this this is the outcome. It's not. Right. It, it doesn't say science isn't trying to make the world into what it is. It, science is is trying and to analyze it and evaluate evaluate what the world is showing us. Essentially, exactly. Okay, so that's <laughs> yeah. That that can get lead to the next step. I think of of this example where uh, taking a particular spell, we'll say from Harry Potter, um, and then laying into it the scientific method. So one um, one example that comes to mind is apparition which is their, their version of teleportation. So in Harry Potter, the way this plays out is there's a step-by-step process. 
that they follow to apparate from one location to another, magically teleporting themselves, transporting themselves with nothing, you know, facilitating it, so to speak. No potions, no extra materials, no tricks or illusions that we would describe in our world. So where is the scientific method coming into play to make that mechanism? Well, so I, I don't know it, but they do. Someone does. Mm. The mechanism exists, otherwise it wouldn't happen. Right? So the scientific method is, would be, would, would then, the, the way that comes into play is you analyze it and see how it works. Mm. You know, like, like you, 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 and you set up a test of some sort. You make a hypothesis and you test your hypothesis and then you keep doing that until something shakes loose. Mm-hmm. Something shakes loose and then you, yeah. you, you document it. Mm-hmm. You don't know that, you don't, you don't know exactly what you're going to find, mm-hmm. but you document it and then you analyze your, your results. So, and again, this is the context of Harry Potter is, is hard to kind of, um, without having the knowledge of exactly um, what happens, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to give, give the concrete example. You might have to have a good conversation with J.K. Rowling. Exactly. We, we may have to travel to Hogwarts well, and, and, and get this. We could probably get her the fuck next, out. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> this I, is, now I'm actually, I actually want to know now. Like, I'm actually intrigued. I think a lot of people would love to know. <laughs> exactly. Actually, to be honest with you, I'll tell you offline. I know, I know the secret to that trick already. I say the secret. It's really, I know the process, I should say. I, I what else you is got here pretty quick. I was wondering process. how the fuck you got here so fast. I mean, you know. Saves me time throughout the day. You know I'm a busy guy, so I got places to go. Yeah, I've noticed that. You, you get places really quick, like almost like like fucking like Batman. magic. I don't know. It's got to be magic. Yeah, science. <laughs> One of the two, maybe both. Maybe both, as we say here. Yeah, but to me, to 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 me, and I think to to anyone who's who's paying attention, science is magic. Like, and well, the reverse, magic is science. Magic is is exactly is is a science like. When it's when it's the right like, and I don't mean it in some mystical way. I mean in a yeah. very well tie observed. it into literally, you know, having done some magic yourself. Like tie it into an example you do know, like a trick that you performed or oh, okay. gotcha. have seen performed that could be magic to some people that maybe seems mystical. <laughs> certainly, 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 certainly. So, um, <laughs> without be, without giving away my secrets here, I often form tricks that 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 use some type of perceptual. Uh, uh, Use my knowledge of, of human perception to, in order to, 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 to deceive, if you will. Night words has a negative connotation, but. So you're a bullshitter. <laughs> That's being a magician. It, it, well, actually, not quite. It's, okay. it's really, I'm just taking advantage of, of someone's lack of knowledge, which is, okay. is not to say that also has a negative connotation but really what it's what it's what it's just saying is well, that's sales that's anything i mean that's really science too it's taking advantage of a lack of knowledge and providing some knowledge that wasn't there yeah that's and precisely what is. should happen there but like our perceptual our perceptual abilities are very limited we don't know this we don't realize this but, but like as humans our perceptions we think we, we we see things as they are but we don't mm-hmm. and, and that misunderstanding causes us a lot of distress that's kind of what i was describing before of you know, you asking where do we see these things as disconnected? I think most people, most of the time, see these things as being disconnected. And I think it's 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 because of a perceptual misunderstanding. And it's it's like and it's not to place blame on anyone here. It's just because a lot of times if if people just and I'm not saying you have to like just you know take everything as 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 reality. You have to draw some type of boundary mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like what you're allowing to get through your perceptual filters mm-hmm. but sometimes if you allow yourself to 
if you allow your, your perception to open up a little bit, you'll be amazed at what at, at what you realize and um, begin to understand. Mm. So, to get back to, as you mentioned, with magic, what you're doing there, can you describe that in the context of a particular trick or, you know, feat that could maybe not give away the whole trick, but yeah. give some kind of context to this? So, um, often with, with tricks that, I, that, I, that I've done is, specifically, I'll, I'll refer to what's called as time distortion. I'll use some type of time delay in order to hijack someone's perception. Like someone is ex- has a certain expectation and I know that they're gonna have that expectation based on based on behaviors that I, I, I know in terms kind of, of like observable uh, research, yes. market research. So exactly. Like I, I, I like I said, magicians study human behavior. So mm-hmm. we know when human um the, the human ten we know human tendencies. Mm-hmm. So you're so, playing off those tendencies of Yeah what what probability will tell you they're going to be looking at or looking for and then, so, in like a card trick, or you give, you give me an example if you have a better one, uh, what is maybe the mechanism of the time delay and the um, part that you're speaking to, the uh, so a lot of times, expectation, a I lot guess, of times that you're playing on? With, with, with the magician that's performing, everything they do is, 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 is of value in terms of making you, uh, in terms of that illusion, like so, if I so if I purpose behind every action, yes. Like so, so when I bring something up to you, you think that if if I reference something and I make you think about something, what I'm doing there usually is distracting you, is distracting you from what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So because I know that you're gonna have to use your mental resources to do to do that to to do whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm doing is in that time that that. In that split second that you 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 took to use your mental resource to do something else, I'm I'm hiding my action in, in that split second. Okay, so you're cre- let me see if I got this. You're creating a time delay with some tor- sort of whether it's a visual distraction. Well, that's not or, quite the time delay. The time um, delay I can use a time delay in, in a matter of like um in a matter of 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 so I set up a trick right and. I set up a trick as if I'm gonna make something disappear, and I say, "Here, put it in this in this hat, right?" And I say, and then I'll stop and I'll say, "Once you put it in that hat, I'll, I'll do it like a time time delays are are, are using very specific um, instances, and it's hard to set up without you ha- without me telling you a specific trick, mm-hmm. but um, but just that just that perceptual distortion is is, is or using using a distraction." In order to, to, to accommodate what to I want to do. take advantage of that time between... When you say the di- time to de- delay, what I'm getting is... And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. The time it takes from point A to point C, where point A is setting up the trick, point C is the trick has occurred. Everything in the middle there, of, if you want to call it the scientific method, the hypothesis is setting up the trick, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the results, the conclusion would be when the trick has occurred and had its effect. Okay. So in that context, like where B what happens at at step B is that what I'm doing there is 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 I'm making you pay attention to something else. I'm making you mm-hmm. use your mental resources cuz we have a very our attention is very finite mm-hmm. and our ability to pay attention to things. What I'm doing is is making you pay attention there and then come back. When in in that, in that step of you paying attention to something else and coming back, you may have not followed 
what happened in, in the way that, that, that in the in the way of reality, you're doing it according to what your brain expects. Mm-hmm. Your brain inserts things mm-hmm. in order to make sense of the world. Mm-hmm. So and I know that, so I'm gonna take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And 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 Seriously? if you don't know it, because the, the reason magic works is because you don't know the limitations of your brain. Mm-hmm. And and your brain doesn't know because it, it, it what, is, what it's, it's, yeah. it's 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 just doing its job, it, right. and its job is to, is to filter out and make things as as simple and easy as yeah. possible for you. It's filling in gaps essentially where gaps exist, but it doesn't function to see the gap exist. <laughs> yes, too often. Exactly, your brain will literally fill the gap, mm-hmm. literally fill the gap with 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 nothing right. from nothing. Right, it, it just it, connects two points where it really when you say B, it's basically like <laughs> B is everything that's not A and Z, but we're, we're assuming B is maybe one point when there are more points in there and our brain fills in the space. I'm gonna let you get to what I know you're eager to share. Um, but just to wrap it up saying, it's kind of like you as a magician, you're taking advantage of, you know, B, C, D, E that I didn't consider while my brain is just seeing A and then Z. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and what I'm doing is, is either, Either manipulating what you what your brain fills in by adding my own things to t- to kind of influence your brain to see a certain things, mm-hmm. or I'm just letting your brain like I'm taking something away mm-hmm. and then ma- then letting your brain do the work. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I'll take something away and and your brain will fill in the gaps based on what you've experienced in the world and and because we're all humans we kind of can know like I can I can take an educated guess <laughs> as to you know how your eyes work because I have eyes. You know what I mean? Like I can take an educated guess as to how your how how sound works in your brain because I also have ears. Yeah. And 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 it's kind of like magic science. They're just letting people get where they already want to go and are trying to go. Essentially, it's just maybe manipulating what they see when they get there or perceive. Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah, that's accurate. Fair enough. So. On that note, I think uh, this is a good place to conclude, and I'll uh, once we wrap up here, I'll, I'll tell you a little more more about the scientific method and uh, apparition because it's a pretty cool trick that uh, you know after reading Harry Potter and studying incessantly and obviously practicing, um, Yo, it, it's really I'm great to do it. I've been trying to fucking effect. master teleportation, <laughs> and they were like I was on the cusp of learning. You know, one of the generals I talked to was was he was about to teach me. I think he also was a, was a was a fan of Hogwarts. But he didn't quite, I don't know if he didn't trust me enough, we didn't have no time well, together. It's a long-standing tradition, kind of the way you didn't want to break the magician's code of giving away magic. I mean, this uh, I is, see, I see. teaching magic to muggles is a, a very new movement that I'm a part of, and, uh, you know, people are losing their, their wands over it. So, um, on that note, let's take this offline, let's hopefully be safe and secure for another day. And if we're not, at least, you know, hopefully we'll be able to apparate out of trouble when it, when it shows its head. I'm not going to lose any body parts now, am I? <laughs> it's splinching. Yeah, we'll get to that, buddy. <laughs> All right, man. I'm right. talking to you. <laughs>